Hello, everyone, and welcome in to the Friday edition of To The Point Podcast. Uh, I apologize for yesterday. Something came up last minute, couldn't get here in time, but we are locked and loaded today. Casey Ward's going to join me in about 40, 45 minutes. And as you all know, the mantra of this podcast, the mantra of me, really, is I don't root for teams. I don't root for fan bases. I root for content. And my God, have the content gods showered upon me today because there's so i mean i could talk about the nhl trades i could talk about rumors there's march madness watched a lot of that yesterday there's nba stories and then there's the the story the the sport the the theater that just keeps on giving the gift that keeps on giving and that would be the National Football League. This sport, and at first I'm like, okay, I'll start with Devontae Adams. He's going to the Las Vegas Raiders in a stunning turn of events that I didn't see coming at all. Shocked me when I read it last night. But just prior to the start of today's show, I'm sitting here, okay, we'll start with this topic and we'll go here and you know, mapping it out. And it, of course, pops up on my phone. Deshaun Watson has chosen the Cleveland Browns in a stunning turn of events as the team he wants to go to. He will waive a no-trade clause. And not only that, Cleveland will re-sign Deshaun Watson to a five-year deal worth $230 million, meaning 46 schmill a season. I'm blown away because yesterday Adam Schefter, maybe I shouldn't trust as much as I do anymore, reported that the Cleveland Browns were out, that Deshaun had said, no, I'm not going to the Brownies. I'm going to the NFC South. Then we heard Carolina was out this uh, this morning. So it was down to the Falcons or it was down to the Saints. And the Saints and Falcons were both working to have the ability to acquire Deshaun Watson. What I mean by that is the Saints have restructured contracts of Taysom Hill, Demario Davis, Malcolm Jenkins. Uh, I'm missing a few guys, but moving money back, pushing it into uh, signing bonuses so that they could fit him in under the cap, presumably giving him a new contract, or just being able to afford his current deal. The Falcons owe Matt Ryan a roster bonus. Supposed to be tonight. That could push back to Tuesday because it looks like they're going to try to trade Matt Ryan. So this gave them a few extra days to move the deck chairs around just in case they acquire Deshaun Watson. Matt Ryan can go elsewhere. So... First of all, my initial reaction, I said this the other day. I believe that Cleveland was the best destination for Deshaun Watson. I said that, and the reason I'm saying that is because I think it is the best location for him to win a Super Bowl the fastest. Now, the NFC is severely weaker than the AFC. I get that. But also, I like the Cleveland roster a lot. 
They have a great offensive line, something Deshaun never had in Houston. They have one of the best running back tandems in the NFL in Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, the pro bowler. Jarvis Landry is gone. Austin Hooper is gone, but they have Njoku. I do think they'll make moves to acquire some talent. I'm, I'm interested to see what they do. I think the draft, uh, they're clearly going to trade Deshaun Watson, so it likely won't be a first-round pick this year. So they're going to have to be creative. Receiving core, I still think, is a question mark, but Deshaun Watson is so good that he can make up for a lackluster receiving core. And I'm not a hot take guy. I'm not going to say Cleveland's going to win the Super Bowl because they made this move. Because what we got to remember is Cleveland is a quart, is going to try to trade for Deshaun Watson. He's decided he will move. He will waive it. They still have to agree to the terms of the contra of the trade, but the deal is done when it comes to his his financial side. But he might be suspended next season. He's still going through civil lawsuits. Criminally, he is clean. But he has 22 civil lawsuits that he's still going through. Maybe he'll be found innocent. We still got to wait and see on that. Um, If he decides to pay up and it's settled outside of court, I think there's a good chance he's suspended. So Cleveland could be acquiring a quarterback that is not even available come week one you know, come the second week of September next season. But there's also, well, we want to make this move. We want to do different things. And to me, you have them under contract for so many years. Maybe next year isn't the year that you're all in, so to speak. Or it's not the year you win the Super Bowl. But the Cleveland Browns have been so inept at that position at quarterback for so long, they needed to do something like this. We'll get to the Baker side of it in a second, which is so fascinating as well. But Deshaun is last seen. He missed a whole season. So maybe he won't come back the same player, but I can only judge on what I've seen. Deshaun Watson, the last time he was on the field, was a top five quarterback. Top five. To me, he's uber talented. He's got a great arm. He can run. Uh, Mahomes, Allen, but there's not many quarterbacks I would take over to Sean Watson. Legal issues aside, this is just pure talent. And for Cleveland, I applaud them for doing this. Now, them saying they want an adult at quarterback, I take a little bit of a... I I don't love that comment because quite frankly, they are acquiring a guy that has a lot of personal stuff that's legal issues. And I wouldn't call that an adult, but so I guess the trade is now official. Um, Yes. The trade is now official. We're waiting to hear. Sounds like it's going to be. So I'm waiting for my Twitter to load here. Read some Adam Schefter. Hopefully this one is correct. So Peter Schrager says, I was just told this is a Herschel Walker-like trade, three firsts and a lot more, more to come at NFL Network. Um, and Adam Schefter also says, every dollar of Deshaun Watson's new five-year, $230 million deal is guaranteed. 
setting a new record for the highest guarantee given to any NFL player. Wow. $230 million guaranteed. I, to think, and this is how funny life is. Deshaun Watson the other day was just cleared of criminal charges. That was last Friday, week today. And now a week later, he is signing the richest contract in the history of professional football. A week later, he still he could be suspended for half the season next year. Just for reference, Ben Roethlisberger had some sexual charges leveled against him. They were dropped. He was still suspended four games. That is a quarter of the NFL season. The same could happen to Deshaun Watson, and yet he's going to be making all this money. Now, maybe the NFL will say Deshaun didn't play a game last year. He was a model citizen, if you will, in Houston, and they'll view that as a suspension because he could have played. He just didn't. I don't know. But, again, you're. I still think it's worth the gamble. Um, so – Browns and Texans still are finalizing official trade compensation for Deshaun Watson, but it's expected to include three first-round picks, a third-round pick, and a potentially a fifth-round pick, league sources tell ESPN. Five picks for Watson. Wow. I mean, this is kind of the, the offensive line. You have Deshaun, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Amari Cooper, who they traded. I forgot they traded for Amari Cooper. Donovan Peoples-Jones, uh, Jamari Grant. And Joku, and their offensive line is still great. I mean, Jedrick Wills is who's a Pro Bowler. Joel Boltonio, who might be going to the Hall of Fame one day. Wyatt Teller, Pro Bowl at right guard, and Jack Conklin, who has been a Pro Bowl, who's been a Pro Bowl player in his career. But I just, I'm blown away at this. I can't. But I, this was the I like this move better for Deshaun because. Atlanta, there's a reason Atlanta has been really bad the last number of years. And it's not like Matt Ryan's a good quarterback. Matt Ryan has won an MVP. Matt Ryan might go to the Hall of Fame. And they've missed the playoffs seven and nine. It's constantly just hearsay. You know, it's just okay. Their defense is always porous. I don't trust that. The Saints, I like the Saints roster. To me, it was either Saints or Cleveland because I like the two rosters the best. I think the Saints have a great defense. The Mario Davis, I love. Um, they got a great pass rush. So, Marshawn Lattimore, they did lose Marcus Williams, the Pro Bowl safety to the Baltimore Ravens. But um, and Michael, but there's question marks. Is Michael Thomas coming back? He's been out for basically two seasons. Um, tight end, you're still kind of you're trying to find somebody. And other than that, the wide receiver position is pretty thin. But, I mean, this is groundbreaking. It's, it's crazy. I, uh, now, my biggest question is, you do this deal, and what does it – could this be more of an indictment on Baker Mayfield? Because the Houston Texans – who have been awful the last couple of seasons, just traded a first, you know, a first round pick 
in Deshaun Watson. You're thinking, well, they're trading all these guys. Maybe they'll want a quarterback off the roster of the Cleveland Browns. And not just it, not just any quarterback, a former first overall pick in the 2018 NFL draft. No. No interest. I'm reading now. They had no interest in Baker Mayfield. They didn't want him. He was never going to be included in this deal. This is actually better for Cleveland because now they can trade Baker for more compensation. They can trade him and maybe get a first-round pick in this year's draft. I... I, um, but let's just talk about Baker for a second. Casey's going to join. He's a big Browns fan, so we'll talk about it. But I like Baker Mayfield. I don't love Baker Mayfield. I think he's tough. I think he's got a lot of great intangibles. Um, but do I think Baker Mayfield can win you a Super Bowl? I don't. Because he's had a really good Cleveland roster. He couldn't make it work with Odell Beckham Jr. He's had multiple different head coaches. He's had great running game. One of the best offensive lines. And yet last year I thought this is, this is the year for Cleveland. This team could go on a run. This team could potentially, they were my sleeper to get to a Super Bowl. They missed the playoffs. And did their defense have as good of a season as I thought they would? No. The running backs were in and out. But it all comes back to the quarterback. I think Deshaun Watson could have got that team to the playoffs last year. Baker didn't. Was he hurt? Yes. But he complained about it, and it was an excuse. And it was always It's always drama with Baker Mayfield. It always seems to be more about progressive and more about intact insurance than it is about the dog pound, than it is about playing football. And you could argue, a fair argument, that Deshaun Watson has not been focused on football. He's been focused on illegal activity, massages, and whatever else this guy's getting into in his personal life over the last 15 months. But the NFL is business. People will look at this trade. People will look at Deshaun Watson as a negative the rest of his life. And you know what? Maybe that's fair. But business is business. And where we sit right now, Deshaun Watson is an asset. Deshaun Watson is a talent, an uber talent. He has his warts. He will probably the rest of his life, it'll carry with him. But teams don't care. Big Ben stayed in Pittsburgh. He won a Super Bowl after these allegations. Michael Vick went to jail. He came out. He got a job with Philly right away. Ray Rice never did, but that was caught on camera. That was different. Adrian Peterson, who I still think was unfairly labeled as a child abuser, came back, won an MVP. Guys are given certain labels. They're given per certain perceptions of them. But this is an opportunity for Deshaun to overcome it. But it's also a story of this could be a tale where the Cleveland Browns give out the most guaranteed money in the history of the NFL 
and they look back on it as a horror story, as it being one of the worst decisions the the management's ever made, and they've made a lot of them. I mean, they drafted Brandon Whedon. They drafted. They've drafted some trash. They've dra- They've had some terrible seasons. It could. This could be a great story. I don't see it being a middle one. You know, there's trades where you're like, okay, I could see both teams getting something out of this, and it could be a good story for both. I don't see this in Cleveland. I think it's going to be great. Maybe win a Super Bowl, dog pound, great parade. Deshaun Watson, woo, overcomes his issues, or it's a complete train wreck. It's one or the other. Either way, it's content. I win. But Baker Mayfield the other night requested a trade. And just last night, just just last night, the Cleveland Browns said, no, we're not trading you. He says, no, like our relationship's over. I want to be moved. No, no, Cleveland says not going to happen. Well, this tells me this just, this trade happened today. Like, they probably didn't think they posted, you know what, we're going to give it one last shot with Deshaun. And kudos to them because they didn't quit. And they they probably had to sell Deshaun Watson on Cleveland with money. That's how you sell people. Because Cleveland's done nothing over the last 20-plus years to entice anyone to go there. They've mismanaged. They've had bad coaching, bad quarterback, bad drafts. But they gave the most money. You threw a little carrot out there, and you said, hey, come bite. You know? And somebody did. Credit to them. Credit to them for getting it done. But now, Baker, where does Baker go? Well, I look around. Houston didn't want him, which, again, is still funny to me. I'm trying to think on the fly. I like the Colts. I think the Colts are an easy pick here. Um, they, they are a team that doesn't have a quarterback right now, but they are a team that has a roster that could win a Super Bowl. And they're sort of similar to Cleveland because I, I like Cleveland's defense a lot. I like the running game. I like the Colts defense. Darius Leonard is a stud. You still have DeForest Buckner. you you got a lot of good players there. Um, and the Jonathan Taylor, one of the best backs in football. And you could argue that the Colts have a better receiving core than the Cleveland Browns. So I think Baker Mayfield would fit in Indianapolis. Um, now would the Colts be getting another version of Carson Wentz? You could argue that, but for Baker, he would be going to a division where he would be playing the Houston Texans, who are not going to be good next year. He's going to be playing the Jacksonville Jaguars, who just spent a lot of money in free agency. But despite spending all that money, I don't know how much better they really got. And they have a, a sophomore quarterback in in uh, Trevor Lawrence. And then you have the Titans, who still look pretty good on paper. Um, But that that's a fit for me. Um. If Matt Ryan departs Atlanta, I could see Atlanta being interested in Baker Mayfield. Because uh, there's there's teams that need a quarterback. You know, Tampa got that feel, but do the would the I look at Atlanta? Would um, it, it's the Saints? Because Jameis Winston's still a free agent. 
Marcus Mariota is still a free agent. So these quarterbacks have to go somewhere. Baker is better than Jameis Winston at this point, in my opinion. Um, but Colts, Atlanta, New Orleans. Um, I mean, Jets got their quarterback. Uh, Bills, obviously. Miami's got their quarterback. The Giants. The Eagles, they have a lot of draft capital. I don't see them trading away Jalen Hurts, trading away draft capital. What would be interesting, I don't think they do this in division. Baker to Pittsburgh, but that's not going to happen. I do think he'd be better than Mitch Trubisky. But, see, honestly, I think the Colts or Seattle are the two best options. If I was the Seattle, I would inquire. Because Seattle still has DK Metcalf. They still have Tyler Lockett. Uh, Chris Carson's a decent back. Their defense is going through changes. But even getting a Baker Mayfield, it would be like Detroit getting Jared Goff. You get a quarterback that will make you at least competitive. You don't want to be – you want to be god-awful. You want to be involved in close games, even if you lose them, because – there's only so many home games every year. You get eight home games. You want people to show up. Seattle's had Russell Wilson forever. It's a tough sell putting Drew Locke out there week one. Say he's starting 17 games this season. I mean, I love football. I'll watch them. But on a Sunday, am I, am I going to go out of my way to watch the Seattle Seahawks when I know Drew Locke is missing DK Metcalf wide open down the field? Probably not. Now, we'll talk about DK Metcalf in a minute, but um, I think Colts and Seattle make the most sense. Because the NFC West, again, otherwise, you got San Francisco's got Trey Lance. You got, obviously, the Rams with, with Stafford is locked up. You got Kyler Murray. I think Colts and Seattle are making the most sense. I'm just going to... Checking Twitter on the fly with new information on this Deshaun Watson deal. If you're just joining the show, uh, he he is he's accepted. He's waived his no trade to go to the Cleveland Browns after Adam Schefter saying the other day that he was out on Cleveland and he's getting traded for three first round picks and a second rounder and a third. So five picks for Deshaun Watson and. He will also re-sign in Cleveland for five years, $230 million, all completely guaranteed. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, this is, I, I can't believe, I'm still in shock. I mean, I know this, I, um, I don't know, I'm, you know, Baker will now be traded. For sure, and just reading here, even LeBron James tweeting out about uh, the the Cleveland Browns acquiring uh, Deshaun Watson. Even though LeBron's a Dallas Cowboys fan, so oh, kind of a hypocritical thing there from LeBron, but that's kind of par for the course. Um, but yeah, so now it's where does Baker end up? But we'll go back. We'll talk about Deshaun more because I know Casey will want to get his two thoughts. Uh, in here is two cents in here. He's a big Browns fan. Maybe he doesn't even know the news yet. So we'll break that to him in about 20 minutes. Last night, 
And this was also a stunner because I didn't see this coming. The Green Bay Packers traded all pro wide receiver. You could argue the best wide receiver in football, Devontae Adams, to the Las Vegas Raiders for a first rounder in 2022 and a second rounder in 2022. Meaning that after Aaron Rodgers, one of the biggest divas in pro sports, one of the most, you know, is mental state. I wouldn't call it the, the most secure mental state. The Packers have agreed to trade his best asset, one of his best buddies, to Las Vegas. And it's since been reported that the Las Vegas Raiders uh, did not offer as much money as the Packers were. But Devontae Adams wanted to reunite with his college teammate, Derek Carr, and he has a home in Las Vegas, so he kind of wanted to have a homecoming. This, first of all, I give a ton of credit to every team in the NFC West. All four of these teams have done a lot in free agency, have done a lot in trades to get better. None of them have looked at the division and said, you know what, we're done. Oh, this team's, oh, this team's got this player. We're, we're screwed. No. I love the mindset of these four teams. Denver, Russell Wilson, like it. Randy Gregory, they, they made picks to make them better. Quarterback, you needed it. Another pass rusher, Vaughn's gone. Check. Good job, Broncos. Chargers, re-sign Mike Williams. J.C. Jackson, great player. Um, we're going to go get Khalil Mack off the scrap heap from Chicago to pair with Joey Bosa to get our pass rush better. Kudos to the Raiders. Kansas City, they didn't have to do as much as the other teams. You could argue Kansas City has gotten worse, but they just signed Juju Smith-Schuster, who should be a good ad for this team. They needed another receiver, so he's going to Kansas City. Tyron Matthews still available. Maybe they can circle back on him, but um, they still have Mahomes, still have Kelsey, Tyreek. I mean, they're still the Kansas City Chiefs. And then there's Las Vegas. First point of attack. Resign Max Crosby. Love it. I'm, I'm, if, you, no, if you listen to the podcast, I love Mad Max. He's got a great story. He's recovered from alcoholism. He's another, he's one of my tat brothers. You know, we, uh, we, uh, we, we share that in common. And uh, he's just, a, just an awesome, just an awesome story. Seems like a great guy. So you resign Max. So you say, okay, well, all these other teams, Chris Jones, Frank Clark, uh, Khalil Mack, and uh, Joey Bosa, Nick uh, Bradley Chubb, and um, and Randy Gregory. We need somebody else to we have a two-headed monster, just like every team in this division. So Vegas says, you know what? Chandler Jones is available. Arizona didn't franchise tag him. Let's go sign Chandler Jones. Okay. What we've learned about the NFL for the last couple of years. If you have a stud pass rusher, Aaron Donald, Khalil Mack in his time, uh, even Trey Hendrickson, you have a guy that's going to get double, triple teamed. Well, that's going to be tough to win. How about you go get a guy that's not quite as good, but just about, and you pair him on the other side of the line so they can't double, they can't triple him. So then it's a lot of matchups that are more favorable to you. What's going to happen? You're going to get sacks. You're going to attack the quarterback, and you're going to make your opponent's life hell. That's what all these four teams have done. Chandler Jones 
and Mad Max Crosby. Good luck. But then Vegas says, you know what? All we've heard about Derek Carr is Derek, Derek Carr is the worst quarterback in this division. This team's not going to win. Well, they already had Hunter Renfro, who might be the best slot wide receiver in football. We got Darren Waller, who's one of the best tight ends. Let's go get Devontae Bleepin Adams. Devontae Adams to Vegas last night. And they give him the most guaranteed money for a wide receiver ever. He's going to make $28.25 million a season. But I love it. Again, I think the worst thing you can do is look and say, oh, we'll never match up to that team. Go get better. Go get better. And Devontae Adams and, and Derek Carr have played together. They have a relationship. They, you know, He said they're like brothers, Derek Carr. And now Vegas can say, you know what? We can win just as much as the other team, as these other teams. Josh McDaniels, he's still an unknown head coach. But it's his first year there. New GM and Dave Ziegler from New England. This is so anti-New England, which is half the reason I love it as well. New England is, oh, let's take this guy off the scrap heap. Let's not take Chandler Jones. Let's not take Devontae Adams. But they did it. And to me, that division is so – it was fascinating before just because Russell Wilson said that. Now it's who really is the best team. That's going to be a job of mine this, this offseason is really to look through these rosters and say, who's the best team? Because is there another move to come in this division? I mean, does Tyron Matthew go back to the Chiefs? He's still a free agent. He's the best safety on the market. This was when free agency started. He's still free. Did Chiefs find enough money to bring him back? Does he does? Did he not have as good a market as he originally thought? Maybe. I don't know. But I kudos to the Raiders. But Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> you know. I don't think Devontae Adams wanted to leave Aaron Rodgers. I'm not going to go that angle. Um, even though I think Aaron Rodgers is a pain in the ass, even though I think Aaron Rodgers thinks he's a hell of a lot smarter than you, me, and Dupree, um, I don't think this was, okay, I'm so sick of this prima donna asshole. I want to get out of here. I don't think it helps that Aaron Rodgers is a prima donna asshole, but I don't think that was the real reason Devontae Adams wanted to leave. I got named, he's got a house in Vegas. Best buddies to Derek Carr. But Aaron Rodgers doesn't take bad news well. We saw when they drafted Jordan Love. He was sipping his tequila. He wasn't real happy that the Packers didn't tell him that they were going to draft a quarterback. He's held that grudge for, what, two and a half years now? So I imagine he's sitting home last night, and he learns Devontae Adams is going to Vegas. Wait. The guy, the one receiver I'm comfortable throwing to is gone. Um, and, oh, yeah, Mar Marquez Valdez-Scantling is a free agent, so he's not back. So we have right now on our depth chart, we have Alan Lazard as my number one receiver. That's who we have. Um, and at tight end, we have... Robert Tanyan coming off a ACL tear and Mercedes Lewis, the 38 year old veteran tight end. This contract's a lot. 
I don't know if it's going to work out long term, but I know Devontae Adams can play right now. And that's why I named this episode Everything Okay Aaron, because I don't think he took it well last night, just because I think I know him a little bit. It's hard to psychoanalyze. I, I don't do it as much as Mike Greenberg on the mothership. But um, to me, Green Bay must have a plan of attack. And my question is, who do they go trade for? I think this has to be in the mix. I do think Green Bay is up against a wall right now where they must draft a wide receiver in the first round. This is a wide receiver heavy draft. If they need to trade up to acquire one, do it. You just gave this guy $150 million guaranteed. Try to win a Super Bowl. Get him some receivers. Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Traylon Burks. Um, there's some good damn receivers. Drake London. There's some good receivers in this draft. So I think, first of all, you got to draft a receiver in the first round if you're Green Bay, or Aaron Rodgers is going to blow up the city. Joker style. Two. I would be calling Seattle, and I would say, is DK Metcalf available? Is Tower Lockett available? Because I think both those guys have played at Russell Wilson. They're really good receivers. They've made Pro Bowls. And if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I want to see if I can click with these two guys. They need to do whatever they can to win a Super Bowl. They are not going to win one with their current receiving core. I think Metcalf and Rodgers would be a lot of fun. I'd like to see that connection. TK is such a fiery competitor. I don't know if they'd work mentally. Fun content, though. But I still think there's a move at receiver that Green Bay is going to have to make. And Seattle, I mean, if they want Baker, maybe they'll want to keep him. Um, maybe they – but I, I think the draft. But I do think there's a veteran receiver out there. If maybe it's Odell Beckham Jr., maybe that's the move. I don't know if he'll be ready for the start of the season. Unlikely. Uh, he might even miss a couple months. But if they could get him for cheap, maybe that's the play. They could get him for cheap. He comes in. He joins the team midseason. Maybe him and Aaron get some, get some connection. Maybe they trade for Robert Woods. Is uh, the Los Angeles Rams last night signed Allen Robertson the second? Uh, I love that move. I think he's he's. This is finally Allen Robinson is going to be able to play with a good quarterback. There's Nick Foles and Blake Bortles and uh, Andy Dalton and a rookie Justin Fields. I mean, he finally gets to play with Stafford. I don't know why, unless it's for salary cap reasons. If I'm the Rams, I'm not trading Robert Woods. I want Robinson. I want Cup. Uh, I. I, uh, Van Jefferson, I don't trust him a whole bunch. I guess they look at him as the better option to save some money to potentially bring back a Odell Beckham Jr. If that, unless that's the move, but again, um, I, that's the one thing I don't, I think Green Bay, I think they need to do something. They need to acquire a veteran. They need to do something to to improve. They need to do something to appease Aaron Rodgers. But it's also, you invested in them, you need to have your best team available. So DK Metcalf, Tower Lockett, Odell, 
potentially have Brandon Cooks in Houston. He's the guy I think that could work. And, of course, they're going to have two first-round picks. Uh, one of them has to be on a, on a wide receiver. And if you need to package them to go get one that you really like and you think Aaron's going to connect with, that's the play. To me, that that's the easy play. Um, again, the NFL, it's just it's the gift that keeps on giving. I, I And this is why, the first of all, the product's king because it's the best sport. Uh, I love hockey. It's not even close. Um, but also off season storylines, all these, all the news, I mean, it's, it's always coming in. It's always something tonight. We could see another story. I think Julio Jones is going to go to Tampa Bay at some point to join Tom Brady. Um, I heard them talk about an undisputed today that Brady made a call to Julio and said, come down to Tampa. Julio has been battered, but I think him and Brady, that'd be interesting. Maybe Green Bay gets in on Julio. They get him for really cheap. That's something I could see as well. He's another receiver that comes to mind. Um, but yeah, I mean, Casey's going to join us, and we're, we're going to talk. We'll talk some hockey too uh, on the show today. But now, really, the next dominoes are, like I said, Baker Mayfield and Matt Ryan. Because if I'm Atlanta. If I could get rid of Matt Ryan, I still do it because they're not going to win. And Cleveland's got their Sean. I mean, if I'm the Colts, I think Matt Ryan can at least get me into the playoffs. I think you got a chance to to win that division with Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's as good as Ryan Tannehill. He has a big cap hit, but again, he's got a a good team. He's finally you know he hasn't had a great running back since Devontae Freeman, uh, and he's. When he got battered, they haven't had they haven't addressed the running game since. And in Atlanta this year, you got Kyle Pitts, a great tight end, but Russell Gage left for Tampa Bay. Julio's gone. Calvin Ridley suspended for the season for gambling. Uh, Zacchaeus left. He doesn't have any receivers. So if I'm Atlanta, I I, I say I trade him before the draft. At least I would try to trade him before you have to pay him that roster bonus. But you trade him to the Colts. The Colts give you some draft capital. That's obviously something um, that can help you. You get a first-round pick. They'd have their option. Maybe they can go look at Malik Willis. Maybe they can draft Kenny Pickett. Who knows? Or they could keep it for next season. Um, but I, I think Matt Ryan will be on the move this offseason. So say he goes to the Colts. Baker to Seattle. I just don't see another team that's really needs a quarterback. Houston didn't take him in the trade. So that tells you what they think of Baker Mayfield. And that means that he's not in their long-term plans. Um, but yeah, there's tons of moves here. You know, uh, Brandon Hagel got traded today in the NHL. He got moved to the Tampa Bay Lightning. I'll talk about that with Casey in a second. There's March Madness uh, going on as we speak. Ben Sherratt was traded. Um, Vaughn Miller signs a big deal with the Buffalo Bills. Six years, $120 million. Um, I don't mind this from the Bills. I think Vaughn can still play. He's 33. I mean, six years. I don't think there's a chance in hell he lasts six years in Buffalo. 
but clearly they think he, they can help them now. Buffalo is in a similar situation as a Green Bay, as I'd say Cleveland's a little different because I think they're they have, they're seeing it more down the line. But Buffalo sees Josh Allen. They look at Kansas City, Cincinnati, and they're saying we can win a Super Bowl this upcoming season. I think that's the only. From now on, teams like Kansas City, Buffalo, Tampa Bay, Green Bay, the Rams, it's win a Super Bowl or the season was a disappointment. Quite just period. Cincinnati, they were a surprise to get to the Super Bowl last year. I said from the beginning, I think I like their odds better of missing the playoffs than making them next season. But they got better at the offensive line. They've improved at certain areas. But for these teams like Buffalo, you look and say, all these teams got really good pass rushers. Jerry Hughes is good. Ed Oliver is good. But can we get a big threat? Yeah, we can go sign Vaughn Miller. And they did it. So kudos to them. And they also signed O.J. Howard, who was with Tampa, who was really being not used in the, in the passing game. $3.5 million, so a cheap deal. They can hope that he can turn into something he can play alongside Dawson Knox, who really has emerged as a top-tier tight end um, in the NHL. Chris Bryant got a ton of money in, in Major League Baseball, but I mean, it's, a, it's a quarterback carousel, but it's also just pieces. It's about team building, and a lot of these GMs, it's I think you, you need a quarterback, clearly. But again, left tackle is paramount, and you need two elite pass rushers. That's what we've seen the last couple of years with teams that are winning. That's what they have. So you look, well, Green Bay's got Bakhtiari at left tackle. Uh, Brady's got Tristan Wirfs, and you go from there. For, for the Rams, Andrew Whitworth just retired after 16 seasons in the NFL. He was 40 years old, but he was playing still at a high level. That's something needed to address. They re-signed Brian Allen, their center. Joel Notaboom, the right guard. Maybe they move a guy over to left tackle, but they want to keep a lot of their offensive line and tackle. You could argue their most important piece of that offensive line is now gone. They don't have a ton of money. Taron Armstead, he's one of the biggest free agents still available. He's a left tackle. I think he's going to want a lot of money. I think he was waiting around to see what happened in free agency with the Saints, I think he'd like to go back there. I just don't know if they can afford him. Maybe they can now, now that he's, you know, he's free. Uh, now that they have money, but, um, but we'll we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens there. But yeah, Jake Trotter, uh, reporter for the Mothership, most guaranteed money on a single contract in NFL history. Deshaun Watson, two hundred and thirty million. Aaron Rodgers, 150.7. Josh Allen, 150. Patrick Mahomes, 141.5. So Deshaun Watson has 80 million more in guaranteed money than the next closest quarterback. And Aaron Rodgers got that contract yesterday. So it took a day to break the record. Wow. Wow. But... So the, for the Rams, I think Taren, could Taron Armstead, where does he go? He's still another big one for me. Where, where does he end up? Who, who, where does he go to? Um, but I said Tyron Matthews still available. Is Taron Armstead still a free agent? So there's still a lot of NFL dominoes to fall. Um, but as we wait for Casey to join us, 
I'm going to touch on a deal this afternoon in the NHL, and that would be the Tampa Bay Lightning acquiring Brandon Hagel from the Chicago Blackhawks for a pair of first-round picks, Taylor Radis and Boris Kachuk. Now, this seems like a lot uh, on face value. Two first-rounders, yep. Boris Kachuk looks like a decent bottom six forward. Taylor Radish, same thing, high draft pick. First round, I think 16th overall back in the day. But Tampa has the mindset of the Los Angeles Rams. Fuck the picks. That was on the shirt of the Rams owner Les Snead at their parade. Fuck the picks. Because draft picks, people only care about draft capital and trades when you lose. But when you win, when you win a championship, people don't care about draft capital. People don't care what you gave up. They don't care about that first round pick that turned into whoever, because you got a ring, you got hardware to showcase it. But I see he's on the line. We're going to bring him in here. I don't know if he knows the big news yet, but if not, we'll break it to him here. But joining for the first time in the, in the new and the new pad uh, is friend of the podcast, great friend, and uh, champion uh, champion supporter, I guess, and uh, yep. brand ambassador. <laughs> Casey, good to see you, man. Hey, Jug, what's going on, man? Uh, happy to jump oh, on. We can't hear you. Oh, fuck. Wait for him to connect his mic here. Hopefully it's not like the other day with Brad Malone because that was not a uh, fun experience. Got me? Nothing. No, I can't. This is like a deja vu for me. Um, so we can get him in here. Um, but well, we're I'll work on my end, but we'll talk briefly before we get to uh, the big news of the day. Uh, about, like I was saying, you know, people don't care about what you get in picks, what, what you get in trades, the draft picks you give up if you win. And for Tampa Bay, Brandon Hagel, unknown player probably for most. I, I like him personally. He's got a lot of bite. He's got some grit. And I think he'll be to Tampa Bay what Blake Coleman and Barkley Goodrow was, quite frankly. I think he is going to play the third line. He's gonna he's gonna score big goals if they need him to. He'll kill penalties. He's a pain in the ass. So that he adds another another pain in the ass. You can believe in the Tampa Bay Lightning. Corey Perry, Maroon. Uh, they this team is just building for the playoffs. They're they're getting rid of picks because they don't need them. Quite frankly, they if they're aiming to go three for three, they could give a crap about draft. Steven Stamko said this today. He said, we don't really care about draft picks because we're not going to be here to spend them. To, to, you know. My, uh, You got me now? Nothing still. This could be a scenario like the other day with Brad. Maybe it's just a reset, but I hope not. I mean, this was – it worked. It works with Seamus, so I'm kind of surprised. Um, what's happening? Let me make sure I'm not on mute. No, we're good there. Um back Casey here but um you got me now I uh can see him we can't 
have to reconsider this platform after the last couple of days. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I for Tampa Bay, I, I think they're they're well set up. They're doing the right things. I, I really I, I like the way they're handling this. Quite frankly, I it, it's win now. It, it's again go for it. They're they're currently second in the Atlantic, a point up on Toronto. Uh, and but you look at them. They got Stamkos, Kucherov, point. They got the best goalie in the world. They they don't need a first round pick. They just don't. They don't need um, Boris Kachuk, Taylor Radish. They needed they needed a Brandon Hagel. Plus, he's under contract for another two years after this one. They got Blake Coleman and Barkley Goodrow with two years with a, another year after the one they acquired him. So two years, two playoff runs with them. They won cups in both those years. They have Hagel for two more years after this season. So they got him a good value. And we're going to bring Casey back in here. He, uh, we reset. Hopefully we can connect. Hello. Wow. I don't know what's going on. Um, oddly enough, I don't know why. The other day. Seamus must have the voodoo doll on the rest of my guests here because I can connect with him every Tuesday. Everybody else I can't hear. Um, but um, you know, I was, I was tell uh, Case, maybe restart your computer. We'll see if it goes from there. Might be me too, but we'll see. He's going to restart. We'll see if he can join us here. But again, in the NHL, I love, again, Sometimes it's not about the splash. It's about the fit. Tampa needs a – Tampa need, needed a third liner. They lost Yanni Gord. They lost Barkley Woodrow. They lost Blake Coleman. Brandon Hagel is going to fit in. They still have a really good roster, but Hagel's a really good player. I think he's going to be a great fit on this team. And, again, I think it's a great – I mentioned Josh Manson in Colorado. They needed size on that back end. They needed some grit. They needed some toughness. He's not a sexy name. He's not going to jump off the screen, but I think he fits their need. I think they got Gerard. They got uh, they got uh, Kale McCarr. They have these really skilled players, but they needed some girth. They needed a guy to give you a cross check to really play a physical role, and they got that. So Hagel is going to. I think he's going to score key goals. He'll kill penalties. Uh, I, I like the pickup from the Tampa Bay Lightning. I don't expect them to do much else at this trade deadline, but quite frankly, they don't need to. They still have Victor Hedman. They got McDonough, Sergachev, Vasilevsky. And for the rest of this regular season, to me, it doesn't matter if Tampa finishes third in the Atlantic because Toronto might go on a heater. You never know. I think Florida will win that division because I think Florida, I said, I just think Florida is such an elite team. But for Tampa, if they finish third, I don't think they're worried about it. They started last year in the first round on the road. They had to play Florida They in the first round. They started on the road. They won that series in five games. If they have to go to Toronto, I don't think they're worried about it. They'll go to Toronto and they'll, they'll play the team that they're meant to play. Maybe Boston can put a scare into one of these two teams, but I think there's a Good chance it's going to be Tampa-Toronto in the first round. And I'm sure Tampa would prefer home ice, but I don't think it's something where it's desperate to them. But getting Hagel should help that. 
they uh, they're at home to the Rangers tomorrow night. So I don't know if he'll be in the lineup in time for that game, but again, uh, a good pickup nonetheless. Um, Claude Giroux is going to be a healthy scratch tonight for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. He had played his a thousands game last night. He's obviously going to be moved before the deadline, but he's a healthy tonight. Uh, Nick Paul is healthy scratch tonight for Ottawa. So you're seeing a lot of you know these healthy scratches start to come in where guys you think they might be moved. Uh, even um, Owen Tippett was a healthy scratch in the American Hockey League last night in for the Charlotte Checkers, the Florida Panthers affiliate. Because Florida is in on Claude Giroux, he may end up going there. Colorado is still in the mix. So that is a potential landing spot for, for him. So you're starting to see it's that type time of year, right? Monday is the time of year for trades. It's, it's all about that. And Monday, we're going to have a trade deadline special. Um, so it's going to be an earlier show. We're going to start at 4.30, and we're going to go till about 7.00. First half of the show, mostly trade deadline. We'll talk some March Madness. Matt Wright is going to join me. See Casey's rejoined the stream here. Does it work this time? We're still. I might have to restart myself. Um, just one second here. I'm gonna. I'm gonna exit the stream and start again here. Casey, you're not yet. Hello. Okay, I can hear you. Yeah, you got me. I got you. Yeah, I must have, I don't know. I must have to just to restart because um, it happened the other day with Brad. My God, was that frustrating? Uh, I was getting but, the laugh out of that. Yeah, oh, I wasn't laughing. Uh, but <laughs> thankfully, uh, Brad and yourself are uh, patient men. But um, yeah. Good, good to see you. Uh, how, how are things? Uh, I, I know you got the new puppy, Lynx. How, how's everything going on the home front? Uh, you know, it's not too bad. We're uh, adapting, I guess. We're going on be three weeks uh, Saturday with uh, with the pooch. So we're still kind of getting the, the sleeping schedule all down and <laughs> eating schedule and everything. So we're just, you know, adapting. But um, other than that, just, I don't know, watching, watching hockey or um whatever's on the tv at night just uh trying to wind down and get the dog to sleep but other than that just uh just chilling how about you good yeah lots of lots of content uh lots of lots of stuff to talk about i'm not i'm not uh you know mid-july and the mlb all-star break looking for a headline that's for <laughs> sure uh but um have you heard the, the big news of the day surrounding yeah your team? I, I was uh 
I was listening to uh, just when you were talking about it there, uh, when, when it started, when uh, you were talking about the Browns, but I, uh, it was a shocker to me. I was surprised because uh, everybody's a liar nowadays. Eh? It's yeah. You know, no kidding. Jeez. But, but what are your thoughts? I mean, are, are you excited with this? Are you apprehensive? What What are your initial thoughts now that Deshaun Watson is going to be a Cleveland Brown? I'm not too sure how I feel about it, really. Uh, either way, I think uh, it's going to be not bad because Mari Cooper just came to the squad, too. So, you know, got some new faces on the team. Um, Jarvis Landry left. Uh, so did uh, Hooper. So free up a little bit of cash. Um yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm excited to see if there's going to be a difference from the Baker era to the uh, Watson era. I guess uh, I wonder where Baker's going to end up, and hopefully uh, he doesn't go on to greener pastures like uh, OBJ. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Ba- the whole Baker saga is so interesting, but I mean, the fact that I pointed this out earlier, but the fact that last week he was cleared of criminal charges. A week later, he's getting the most guaranteed money in the history of the NFL. Has to be the most NFL story of all time because that's just how it's just how it works. I mean, pro sports in general, but really the NFL. You could be accused of shooting somebody yesterday and signed to a big contract. I mean, it's crazy, but that's just how the sport works. Yeah, and like I feel like it, uh, it all is coming in the pipeline at the same time, like with March Madness and. Uh, the trade mm-hmm. deadline and all the free agent signings and trades going on in the NFL. I just, I don't know how you manage it all. You know, uh, like I, I can hardly just focus on the NHL at night. So like to, to be able to stay up to date on it all and everything is just insane. Like I had no inclination of the uh, Baker drama or the Baker feud in Cleveland until I think I texted you, I think two days ago or the other day. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, yeah, like I'm just I'm nervous to see uh, what it's going to be like for Deshaun. But um, yeah, like you said, most NFL thing to do is just you know guy gets his charges wiped and then sign him to a big ticket. Right. Um, what do you do? You feel for Baker in this story with him saying goodbye to Cleveland and all this? Are you kind of like good riddance, see you later? How, how, how is what's your feeling as a Browns fan on the whole Baker Mayfield era? In well, considering I started watching football when he was uh, drafted, like that was my first year uh, watching. Mm-hmm. So uh, I've only known Baker Mayfield as the Browns quarterback. So um, I don't know. I I feel sorry for him in a way, but at the same time, like uh, uh, you were talking to uh, somebody yesterday. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but uh, they were talking about how like he might've had torn labrum and sore feet and all this COVID, whatever, but like, you can still see where you're throwing the ball and um, like to see uh, the OBJ thing with uh, overthrows and underthrows and that little montage tape there that uh, OBJ senior put out. uh, Right. I don't know. I think it's all funny stuff, but I don't know. I'm interested to see where he ends up. Yeah, uh, I don't know where it's going to be, but it should be should be fascinating. That's for sure. I, I, I think the Colts are a real destination. They need a quarter. I think Seattle is a team, potentially Atlanta. So he's going to get his wish after yesterday, after last night saying, no, we're not trading you. Now we know he's going to get traded. It's just a matter of where. And Cleveland trades three first-round picks 
a second rounder and a third rounder for Deshaun. So five, five draft picks going back to Houston. But I do find it quite funny that Houston has Davis Mills, who is likely not going to be their quarterback of the future. And they have a former first overall pick that they could potentially acquire in a trade. And they're like, yeah, no, thanks. We're, we're good. No, we'll, we'll stick. We'll stick with him. No, we're, 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 we're okay. Oh man. You can't make it up. And like, it, it has to sting for Baker, right? Like, oh, got it. Uh, just like, just to talk about a shitty couple of months for him. Like, you know, he, he's got to watch OBJ lift the, well, you know, limp around on the Super Bowl evening, I guess. And, uh, mm-hmm. Like he still scored a touchdown, so you can't take it away from him. But like, you know, he it would be so frustrating for Baker to watch that happen and and then to to look back on the season that he had and nobody wants him coming off his uh, last last year of his contract. So I don't know. It's uh, I guess I wouldn't be shaking in my boots if I was him because he's making commercial after commercial. So you know, if if you're living like that, it's not too big of a deal. But. <laughs> He might have to worry about his progressives based in Cleveland. So I don't know if he's going to be allowed to do those commercials anymore. But um, yeah, yeah LeBron will PJ him down or something. Yeah, LeBron, the uh, the new Browns fan, even though he's roots to the Cowboys, uh, welcoming Deshaun Watson. But <clears throat> hypocrite. Uh, <laughs> but, um, well, I mean, you said there's all kinds of news, and you know, we'll touch on Devontae Adams in a second. But um, Baseball, lots of news as well. I mean, poor baseball, poor hockey. Their trades, their signings are just so overshadowed because the NFL is king. But over the last couple of days in baseball, what what was the – if you had to pinpoint one, what was the biggest move and what do you think was the most impactful move for, for any team? Uh, well, I haven't really been uh, paying too, too much attention to it, uh, like with the lockout and everything, but I've uh, kind of been diving back into it with everything going on. Um, the Freddie Freeman trade to well, the uh, he went to LA, I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah, uh, so that's a big pickup. I mean, LA is already stacked as it is, so <laughs> you know, Seamus is just laughing because his summer team is gonna gonna be going the long run. He's not so. even really a Dodgers fan, though. Like, he's, he's a poser, right? Yeah, he's a poser. Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> I think he liked the jersey color or something. Maybe because he's a Leaf fan, he needed a team that won something. I don't know. Blue and white, yeah. Just, yeah. I, I get him. I get where he's coming from. But um, yeah, I I like uh, I like the moves that the uh, Blue Jays are making. I think that uh, mm-hmm. Chapman's a good pickup there. I'd like to see how they're gonna. I, I was nervous to see what they were gonna do with. Uh, because they were talking to have him Freeman come in. So I was yeah. like, is Vladdy going to be DH 24-7? Or are they going to split the time? Or, But, like, uh, going for Chapman, I guess that just takes all the uh, questions out of the equation. So for uh, Vladdy, I think he's down weight too, and they're just – him and Bichette are, are ripping swings going into, uh, going into spring training. So I think uh, they're going to have be probably the favorites in the AL – uh, east besides Tampa, so my Yanks are probably gonna be a struggle piece all year, and it'll be frustrating at uh, to say the least, probably. So, yeah, I think Freeman would have been great, but I think Chapman was the better move because they, they had such a hole at third base. Yeah. Espinal is a good utility player, but you don't want playing there every day. Now, you can put, I think, if perfect world, Teoscar Hernandez is your everyday DH because he's 
not a reliable uh, outfielder. But, yeah, um, do you think the Blue Jays are the favorites in the American League East right now, or do you still have your Yankees, right? We're, we're, who do you think is the best team? I would say, like, uh, I don't want to say it, but I would say that the Blue Jays, I would say, are probably my favorite just off of that couple of trades. Like, mm-hmm. for me, it's – for me with the Yankees, it's a, it's a broken record. Like I hate Chapman in the bullpen, you know, apartment, apartment. Is he, four. is he the athlete you hate the most? He's probably top three for sure. What's your list? Top three. Off top of my head. Probably. Yeah, head. Uh, probably Chapman, uh, Patrick Reed. And uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. The, I don't know the third one. I can't think of any other scumbags. But, DeChambeau? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe a tie for two there. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I just can't stand uh, Chapman. I, it, like he's got the the hundred and six mile an hour fastball, but then he's got the the Altuve hanging slider. You know, seventy miles an hour. Just <laughs> you know, it brings back horror and memories and nightmares of uh, Freddie. My old my old apartment. I think we watched that game together. Yeah, and then my bet my betway app just started dinging. Uh oh, but it is what it is. I, I'm excited to see what uh, what the Yankees got in store for the year. Um, Sanchez and uh, Urshela going to the Twins. Mm-hmm. I was not really too sad to see uh, Sanchez go. I finally kind of struggled behind the plate myself, but yeah, um, I did like Urshela. I thought he was kind of a good piece especially in playoffs i feel like he kind of came in clutch when he needed to and um i remember he had a good series uh really good series against the astros uh one, one of those last years that they were in the uh alcs so um, i'm excited to see uh donaldson how he makes out coming into um new york fresh shave um i don't know it's it's exciting i guess but uh it's there's they're definitely not the fountain of youth in uh, New York for sure. Yeah, and I like their team. I hate having too many power hitters, and yeah. I think the Blue Jays have part part of the problem here too. But Vladdy is so good because he hits for average. But Judge and Stanton, it's like okay, we're hitting it 450 feet, or it's going in the glove of the of the catcher, you know. Yeah. And Rizzo's been the same way the last couple of years because. I'd rather have Rizzo than obviously Luke Voigt, who they dealt to uh, San Diego today. But I mean, Freeman would have been a good ad, but Rizzo, I mean, and even now judge, I mean, there's some question marks. I don't know if you saw this presser the other day, but Aaron judge was asked if he was vaccinated and cause you, you need to be vaccinated to play in New York. Just ask Kyrie Irving. And obviously you need to, to play in uh, Canada and basically, he gave the Aaron Rodgers, uh, I'm immunized answer. Uh, and uh, it sure doesn't sound like he is. And I think even, even Aaron Boone said a number of our players aren't yet. So that, I mean, if you can't play at your home building or play in Toronto, I mean, that, that's it's going to be tough to do any damage this season. Yeah. No, I didn't know about those uh, those pressers. I didn't uh... – <laughs> I seen that they were talk. They were looking at his contract uh, extensions, kind of starting. But mm-hmm. uh, that's all the press I guess I've seen around him. But um, yeah, I think that uh, I don't know. It's you know it's such a t- touchy subject with so many people. Uh, you know the world going back to what it is, and um, yeah, I don't know. It's I think it's just crazy not being able to play. You know they're around each other all the damn time, anyways. So 
like what's the big deal but mm -hmm. i mean i i think like guys like rizzo or you know any of these guys that aren't vaccinated or don't want to tell the public or whatever i mean it's not it's just going to hurt the teams when it comes down to the long run right like you know right they can't play in uh 80 games because they can't play at home or they can't play in toronto then you know you might as well just not even play the year right like it just that's my kind of take on it anyways like if you're not going to go to all the games why not why not go at all or you know yeah i hear you there um yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting because you got, I think there's some really good teams and there's a lot of baseballs like that. The expanded playoffs, Seattle, I think will be good. They've gotten some really good players the last couple of years. The AL East, I mean, I think the Jays will be competitive, Yankees competitive, Red Sox, Rays. Um, obviously the Dodgers, the Giants. I mean, I, I tweeted this out the other day. Now that Tatis is out. If you didn't watch baseball before, you shouldn't start now because uh, he – He's such a star. He's probably one of my favorite athletes. And, oh, it just killed me when I saw he was out three months because he's so fun. And he, I, I think the sport of baseball is hurting that he's not going to be, you know, opening day out there ready to play. Yeah. Like, uh, it's definitely going to hurt the league for sure. Like, he's one of yeah. those stars. Like, last year, he, he was electric. Bat flips left, right, and center. He was making the uh, unreal snagging plays or the – uh, I think there was one he jumped, must have jumped five feet off the ground mm -hmm. to get a fly ball. But I just, you know, it definitely does suck for the league because um, I think this that San Diego in that division actually was, it made it interesting last year with San Francisco and uh, LA. So, um, you know, it'd be nice to see him come back and have no uh, repercussions of uh, his injury or anything. Like, you know, I, I'd like to see them go on a run this year and, um, they just picked up Luke Voigt today too from the Yanks. So um, I don't know who they who was the uh, return piece or was it draft picks or just draft picks? Draft yeah. picks. Yes, sir. I mean, I was kind of hoping that uh, I was kind of hoping that uh, Luke Voigt might maybe draw you know an arm or two, maybe mm -hmm. in the bullpen or closer or something. Like I don't know. I just want that security in the bullpen for myself. Like I I just. I've realized that uh, like the last couple of world series, the pitching is just, it's, yeah. uh, it's, a, it's make or break. That's what, that's what wins you the world series. Right. So. Yeah. Cause I look and I, obviously you love Garrett Cole, hopefully uh, Montgomery. Uh, <laughs> Montgomery after last year. Yeah. Montgomery's a solid pitcher, but you got like German Severino, like a lot. I don't, I don't trust a lot of their starting pitching because they're either yeah. hurt or they're in there's a lot of inconsistency there and the back end of their bullpen. I, I I'm glad they brought back Zach Britton. I think he's a stud, but I know Chapman will always never be a trusted ally for you, but I, I would put edge for Rays and Blue Jays over the overall pitching of, of the Yankees. Yeah, no, I, I uh, kind of follow you similarly. I think that the, the Yanks got to up their arms, and I think that if they can do that, then I think they might be able to to uh, turn things around and and uh, overthrow the Yanks and or not the Yanks, the Jays and the Rays. But it'll be interesting. I'll be watching. I'll be uh, in Sheamus's Sheamus's donation league there this year that he runs and rigs every year. So I'll be in that supporting supporting the cause. So why oh, did he win it last year? Uh, I'm. You know what? I, I lost so bad I didn't even stay to figure out who won. I just know that my money didn't end up in my pocket. So he did yeah. have a good run though. He he was winning 
back-to-back weeks every week, so it's, it doesn't surprise me if he did win. Yeah, well, I guess you got to get back at him this year and maybe just don't draft Yankees. Maybe that's the key. <laughs> yeah, that's my problem. I, I think I drafted <laughs> dated them, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they all, and they all got hurt too, so. Right, right. You know, can't get any worse. Um, I thought this deal was crazy, and kudos to him and Scott Boris for getting this money, but Chris Bryant, seven years, 182 in Colorado. He's a good player, but that's. 26 million to see that's a lot of money for Chris Bryant. I there's no way I would have given him this contract. Yeah, like I don't know if they're paying him because he's won in the past or what, because like um like it just doesn't doesn't seem right. Like it he's a good baseball player, don't get me wrong, but like I just don't feel like his game is where it was with uh the Cubs a couple of years ago, right? So like I just yeah. feel like it's kind of paid for for uh previous performances, but I don't know. Like they could see him as a having a skyrocket season this year and could prove me wrong. So yeah, it's just hard sell when you say, okay, we had Nolan Arenado <laughs> yeah. and we were we were cheap as hell then, or we suck so bad he wanted to leave. No, let's give a whole bunch of money to Chris Bryant. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. Who? I don't think a lot of people in the uh, the Sunshine State are like, yes, I can't wait. Yeah, we could have Nolan Arenado. Yeah, no, I think that, uh, yeah, like, I think that uh, just mayhem, I guess, in the uh, MLB to sum it up, like, just, I can't believe it. Um, Your Montreal Canadiens dealt oh. Ben Sherratt the other night um, yep. to Florida. I thought they got a, a good return for him, uh, 2023 first, 2022 fourth, and uh Tyler Similac, uh, left wing at uh, Quinnipiac College. But um, I, I like it for both teams. Uh, Montreal gets a good return, and Florida gets a must a defenseman that's going to be, I think, very valuable for them chasing the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Um, I think that Sherratt's a big piece for them adding to their decor. I think that uh, he was vital in Montreal's run last year uh, on mm -hmm. the back end. So, um, yeah, that's a huge win for um, – Florida and I think the picks coming back to uh, Montreal is just awesome for the uh, future um, was was the pick from Florida to Montreal uh, Florida's first yeah yeah so I was seeing that um, Florida or not Florida the Flyers want uh, first coming back for Drew like no matter what and yeah. uh do you think like uh, that he's like uh, he is supposed to go to Florida or Colorado? I suppose like those are the two yeah. destinations, I guess, at this point. So, like, do you think that he they settle without a first round pick in this year's draft or next year's draft? Or well, what they did was they it was a twenty twenty three first, so they still have the first this year. Oh, okay. So they could still use that. I think that's what they kind of did with Montreal. They said we'll give you a first, but it has to be next year. Okay. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure if another team is willing to part with a first for Sherrod. I'm guessing. Yeah. But um, so that they still have their pick this year, so they could still give that to Giroux. But looking at the two teams, who do you think needs Drew more, Florida or Colorado? Well, uh, myself, I think for Florida, he is a good piece to bring in. I think. For them, I think they that kind of just solidifies that like they're all in. Mm -hmm. um, 
Uh, like, yeah, I just think that he would kind of uh, finish off their top, um, their forwards, I guess, to say the least. Like, it doesn't matter where you put him in. He's going to be effective. So, um, I think he's good there. But for a team like Colorado, um, I think it's just kind of he's like that added, uh, you know, turkey dinner when you have a little, like when you're just finishing your plate and you're just adding a little extra gravy just to, you know, make right. your make your meal that much better. I right. think that's kind of what I think that's kind of what uh, Drew would be in Colorado. Like mm-hmm. they have all the pieces, I think, especially after they picked up Manson and uh, uh, Sturm, I think, from yeah, from Minnesota. Uh, from Minnesota, yeah, yeah. So like. Just a, just with the Manson trade alone, I think that right there kind of tells you that Colorado's not messing around. They they mean business this playoffs. So yeah, like I think he's just that added piece of uh, like that added gravy on top, I guess, for Colorado. But like I I was reading that Colorado offered Justin Barron in a first rounder. Uh, I don't know what year, but and uh, the Flyers said no. Like I I don't know. That I don't know if it's true or not or whatever, but you know Justin wow. Barron I think would be a stud, mm-hmm. stud piece coming back, and you know that's just me. But I don't know. What do you think on that? Yeah, I think they won a lot, and I said this the other day, but I wouldn't give the world for Claude Giroux because I don't think he's. I think Colorado is going to win or lose a cup, and it's not going to be because of Claude Giroux. Quite frankly, I, I see the same thing with Florida. Um, I say if if call if Philly calls and they say hey Colorado yeah we'll give you Drew, but we want you said they asked for they offered Barron in a first which I still think is a lot I think Barron's gonna be a good prospect and Philly could use a defenseman quite frankly, <laughs> but um no, well if they want say okay we'll we'll do it but we want New Hook I'm not trading New Hook and the deal if I'm Colorado there's no chance I'll say you know what I'll we're we're gonna win without Claude Giroux. And but new hooks not getting dealt because you're gonna lose Kadri, you got to pay McKinnon. You need guys on, on short tier deals, and I think um New Hook could be the Sorelli of Colorado. I think he could be an easy second line center. He's already a really good player, but uh he's not going in the deal for closure. I'm, I'm he would be a guy that I'm not willing to part with. Yeah, no, that's a good comparable for um for New Hook. I think that's a uh, pretty accurate like I wouldn't piece with uh with new hook i think he's just that kind of top tier forward that's going to be you know top six top nine guy for sure in the nhl for you know many years to come so it just doesn't make sense giving like giving a guy like that to philly for uh claude drew that might play the rest of this year and whatever he's not going to resign because you're not going to be able to afford him yeah exactly so like i would take i would take the years uh ahead with new hook over the months ahead with drew right yeah yeah maybe there's another team that sneaks in there but like i i think it's one of those two teams and it maybe i think it's whoever wants wants them more because i think florida you know they're owen Tippett was a healthy scratch last night in the american league i think he's going to be a part of the deal he's a good player too yeah but um i think it's just who's willing to part with more um now that Ca- i think calgary's out of the running now because they got to Foley. Um, they got Kelly Yarncroke, which I think is a sneaky good deal from Seattle. He plays mm-hmm. hard. He's played with some of the guys there. I think if anything for Calgary, if they do have anything left in the tank, it's try to acquire uh, another defenseman for depth. 
Yeah. Do you think that they go after uh, their old flame geo? Do you think they look at that or? Yeah, I think it's definitely something that they should consider uh, depending just, you know, it's the asking price. I yeah. think that's the thing. Um, but if I'm Brad true living, I'm all in. Cause I'm uh, if they flame out early, I don't think he's back next year, quite frankly, they've had a great year, but he's been there a long time. Um, but you know, I've read that he wants to go to a Canadian team. I think, Toronto or Calgary is going to fit that description. Um, if I'm Toronto, I mean, that that's that's a good piece because he's better than Dermot. He's better than Lilligren. And quite frankly, he's better than Sandine. Uh, and he's better than Hall, too. So anybody they could add on that bottom, maybe their, with Muzzin out, he'd be their fourth best defenseman right now, third or fourth. He would be an addition to help to help their team. Yeah, no, if uh I would hate to see Giordano play in the Leafs jersey, but it would it would be good for uh for them to have uh, that kind of uh depth piece on the back end. I know Toronto typically hasn't had that. Um so for him I think it would be a, a big move. Like you said he wants to play in Canada. Ideally, I think it's just he wants to end up back in in Calgary, but you know, mm-hmm. it it is a business and whatever whatever uh the best outcome is for Seattle. That's what they're going to take. But um, I, I kind of just see, like you were talking about uh, tree living. I think this is his last kick at the can. Like I, I think that the way that their division is, um, yeah. if if um, they flame out, like that's got to be like addressed because like they're the clear like runaway favorites in in uh, the Pacific, right? So yeah, for sure. Uh, like if, if you don't try and uh, just capitalize on like what a year, like then, you know, it's kind of, you got to get rid of them. Right. So. Yeah. And your Oilers have caught fire. Uh, they're, they're right up, you know, they're battling with LA, maybe to get the second spot in that division. Um, Cause they, you know, and really it's less about Edmonton catching fire, but I mean, Vegas is in trouble. They, I don't know if you saw today, Eichel likely not going to play tomorrow, blocked a shot last night. Um, they got 19 games left and they're, they're just hanging on to a playoff spot right now. Vegas, uh, Dallas has four games in hand. They're only a point back. Vancouver is only three back. So uh, they're, they're in deep trouble. They can't even, they can't win to lose right now. Uh, And it, it's going to be some kind of shakeup if they miss the playoffs out there, because that is, they're not going to do anything at this deadline, but I think there'll be just fireworks of grenades going off if uh, if they miss the playoffs. Yeah, I like it'll be uh, anarchy in in Vegas uh, mm-hmm. probably for about 28, 24 to forty eight hours. I'd say just yeah. uh, they've they've been in the playoffs ever since they come into the league. They went into the finals their first year, so it would be like a shock to not be in and not be uh, part of the playoffs and all that, but. I don't know, like just the way that uh, they kind of slide, like Eichel not being uh, in the lineup tomorrow night, um, Stone still out with a back injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, Riley I, Smith is hurt. Yeah, Riley Smith's still out. He, I seen something about uh, Robin Leonard. There's rumors that yeah. he, I, I don't know, like if it's true or not that he fractured his kneecap or like you know, uh, it's. I would be hitting the panic button a little if uh, I was in Vegas, but that's mm-hmm. just me. Like you get rid of flower and uh, it seems like nothing but 
Uh, I, I don't know if you put a hex on them or anything, but like it seems like they've had nothing but injury troubles since he's left. So, yeah, I I don't know because I the more I watch Nash, Nashville's going to get in because I think Nashville's Nashville's a sneaky good team. I've watched them a lot lately. That they're going to make the that could be a tough out. They're tied with Minnesota with points right now. Minnesota's got got games in hand, but that mm-hmm. that should be interesting. Um, Toronto. Obviously, I think the, you mentioned Giordano. You think they'll kick tires on maybe a Hampus Lenholm because today it's being reported that him and Anaheim couldn't come to terms on the deal, and it looks like they'll be uh, going their separate ways. Yeah, I don't know if uh, Toronto will be able to to swoop in. I, to be honest, I never really heard any rumblings about uh, um, Lindholm. Really, um, it would be an interesting piece, I think, though, for the Leafs if they were to pick up a defense like that. Um, like, who would he? Who would you put him in with as a with a for a partner with the Leafs? Oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> um, I would say I, mean, I I like Brody and Riley as a pair. So you want yeah. Muzzin to come back. So he could play with Muzzin because they're very different. He's a puck moving defenseman. Muzzin's more of the you know Sherrod grind it type guy. But for Toronto, there I don't think Flowers is going to get moved. The more I, I don't, and I don't think he's going to go to Toronto. So even if he does get moved, I, I think goaltending is very secondary for them. I think if, if they could get two defensemen somehow at this trade deadline, I think that's the way to go. I don't know if they'll be able to get, say, a Geo and a Hampus Lenholm. I, I prefer Lenholm, uh, uh, um, quite frankly, over Geo. Mm-hmm. But if they could get a Hampus Lindholm and maybe get a Justin Braun from a Philly, he's a guy that he's very just basic by the book. And, you know, he's got size that might keep Tron away from getting him because they don't like guys that are above 5'8". But um, if they could get maybe a Lindholm and they have to give up more, obviously, for him, get Braun for a third, fourth round pick late in the day on Monday. I think that's a good deadline because you could put Lindholm with Muzzin, Riley Brody, Braun, Sandy, and that's your top six. Yeah, no, that's – yeah, that makes more sense, like, with Lindholm going there than uh, Giordano. That just yeah. – yeah, it makes more sense. And uh, Lindholm's a little bit more – got a little bit more youth on his side. So that's uh, – that does nothing but help the, the Leafs. So I don't know. Um, what do you think they'd have to give up to get to – get, uh, guys like those like Giordano or uh Lindholm like I think for Lindholm I think it's a lot but I also think Anaheim's lost leverage because they teams know that he's leaving he's not resigning yeah. right so they're they're under the gun to move him yeah right so I don't think it'll be as much as before but I do think it's a first round pick because uh, I think he's a good defenseman and it's a deadline move. So maybe it's a first and honestly, if Toronto thinks they can win, which I think they should because they got their players and whether I think they can beat Tampa or not, it's about what they think internally. I think they should go get Hampus Lima. If they have to trade Nick Robertson in the first to do it, I do it. Because if they go and beat Tampa and they win, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And like, to I don't I don't really care saying this because I don't have no ties to either team but um personally uh Robertson with the Leafs he's not the better Robertson so 
No kidding. You know, yeah, you could part with him. And, like, you, for guys like Seamus, you know, you just hate to see him leave. But if you're going to get a guy like Lindholm back, like, you know, who gives a shit? If you're going to – if yeah. you have a chance – if you have a chance to beat Tampa Bay, you know, I don't see it happening in the seven-game series. But that's just me. I think Tampa's built to go deep into the playoffs. I think that it's going to – you know, I – Personally, I would like to see Tampa and Carolina in the in the conference finals. That's mm-hmm. what I want to see, but that's that's neither here nor there. But I don't know. I think you kind of have to go in all in if you're the Leafs. Like if you know you're not going to go for a goalie, and I don't blame Flurry for not wanting to leave Chicago to go to Toronto. Like I don't blame him if he doesn't want to go to Edmonton either. Like mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to go to those places uh, and deal with the the media and everything, right? So um, yeah, it's just. When is when is Dubas going to say it's time to go all in and and uh, try and acquire some good D? But I don't know. Yeah, um, Robertson's a he's a prospect. Right now. Yeah, that's what he is. Uh, he's they're playing him in the NHL right now, which I don't still don't get because he's he's not an NHL player, right? He might be later, but he's not right now. And you mentioned I mean, Jason Robertson; he's got thirty goals this year. He's on one of the best lines in hockey with Rupe Hintz and Joe Pavel. That line, he's a really, really good player. Nick Robertson should be playing in the American hockey. should be getting seats. I don't know if they're playing him so that teams can get a look at him. I don't think that helps his case, quite frankly, as a trade asset because they playing with Tavares. How good has Tavares played lately? Uh, so, um, but Lindholm would be my target. And Nicky Klingberg, I don't think Dallas is going to trade him because they're – they're bound for the playoffs. I, I, I think he's going to stay. If you could, I'd say that I'll say this though, Case. If I could get Lindholm or if I could get Jacob Chikram, I get Jacob Chikram. Because he's oh, got, yeah. you're going to have to give up more for him, a lot more probably. But I think he's a really good player and you got him for three more years after this one. So that would be the play for me. If I could, if I had enough assets. To get a Jacob Chikrin, that's the move I make on Monday. Yeah, no, Chikrin's not a bad piece over in Arizona too. I, I always seem to kind of forget about uh, the Devil Dogs out there in uh, in the mm-hmm. desert, but uh, like you, you wonder with guys like Phil Kessel there and and uh, like Jacob Chikrin, these guys are all pieces that can help guys or help teams go forward in the playoffs. Like Phil, the thrill he's. He is what he is. You know what you're <laughs> going to get with them. So, you know, who's to say, like, someone like New York uh, Rangers or someone kind of just on the cusp of getting in there, like uh, Washington or someone doesn't take a flyer on them to to help their offense come in. But I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, I would I would also stick with you and say that I would go with Chikrin over a Lindholm just because Chikrin seems to have a better contract and uh, – everything right so i think washington will get somebody i could see him going to washington Lindholm. is that kind of I, I think they're going to do something i think boston and washington are two x factors come monday because i think they're both desperate because they know their teams are older and washington right now i think is by far the worst team in the eastern conference i mean you know the teams are gonna make the playoffs it's it's obvious but if they play carolina i don't like their chances of winning that series i know where you stand on that i don't even have to ask you uh, but I think they feel like they need to make a move. I feel Boston feels the same way. They still have Marchand. They still have Bergeron. You got number 88. Uh, goaltending is up in the air, but I think they feel like, you know what, if we can make a splash play, we should do it because this is 
Bergeron's done after this year. His contract's over. Maybe he retires. Who knows? But I think I think both those teams are two X factors in the East because although they're wild card teams, I feel like they're desperate to make things happen. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like uh, I was thinking, um, there was some some uh, speculation, I guess, that um, the uh, the Bruins were in on the Giroux talks and stuff, and mm-hmm. um, I I guess they, he kind of nipped that in the butt right away and kind of close those doors but i don't know like it's all like it you know media right it's all hearsay and whatever i'm sure for drew he's probably saying if i'm gonna get traded i want to have the best chance to win now he probably doesn't believe boston could win a cup yeah that's like totally makes sense to me too looking at the rosters in uh in uh boston and i watched that game the other night boston and uh um minnesota, minnesota. yeah with yeah. Kirill the thrill unreal i thought it was a good game yeah, that was a really good game. I wish I wish they were both in the East or West so they could play in the playoffs, quite frankly. But um, I'm kind of hoping for Minnesota-St. Louis because I think that'll be a, a barn burner of a series. I think that those two teams don't like each other and they're both physical as hell. But, yeah. Um, well, obviously, big trade deadline show here on To The Point Monday. Uh, we're going to talk about it all. But um, if you had to pick, if you had to predict your Stanley Cup final, as the rosters sit right now, what would who are your two picks? Uh, rosters sitting right now. Yep. Um, geez, um, uh, it's hard not to go with with the Hurricanes. I like them so much this year. Um, they had a gaff last night against the Leafs. I mean, it's bound to happen. You can't win every night, and um, it's probably hard for Freddie to be back in town. So. <laughs> You know, <laughs> it is what it is there. But I think for me, I, I'd like to see the the Lightning and the Hurricanes in the conference final. I, for, for me, I don't care who goes to the finals after that. I think if, if uh, Tampa earns their way for a three-peat and Maroon has a chance at four, then so be it. <laughs> I, I'm on that storyline. Like, I, I want to see it happen. I'm trying to talk it into reality. So right uh, on the West Coast, it, it just seems like, Everybody and, and Daryl Sutter, Sutter included says that Colorado is going to the finals no matter what. So if you're playing them, it's a waste of eight days and just quit while you're ahead. What a great line because you know he's he's, such, he's BSing. It's such bull. It's such bullshit because he's like, yeah. I better we'll mull them over. He's probably saying to his team, right? Like, <laughs> oh yeah, I love Daryl Sutter press conferences. Yeah, and they're all laughing in the background too. Like, and he's just sitting there, kind of chewing his tongue, and yeah. he's ready to just go, go go out there and uh, show them the that the flames are all that in business. So I don't know. I, I think it's all going to be good good entertainment come the playoffs. So mm-hmm. yeah, I like the Tampa pickup of Hagel today. I think he's a really good player. Uh, he's going to be a third line guy. I like that for their team. I I like. I like that Colorado got Manson. I think it can be a, when you look back at it, I think it's going to be a really good move at the deadline. Cause sometimes it's not about the splash, it's about the fit. Yeah. Like Hagel's a really good fit. I think Manson's a really good fit because their defense last year in the playoffs really got mulled over by Vegas. Uh, Gerard had a tough postseason. Uh, if we meet, I'm sure he's going to sock me in the face because I've said it so many times. But you got Gerard, McCarr, they're all skilled, but they're not. You know, physically strong guy. I mean, Manson's a good guy to fit in there. Yeah. But no, like you said, it should should be a lot of fun. Um, 
I know you hate basketball, but have you been tracking March Madness? Have, did you fill out a bracket? Uh, any interest? No, I never filled out a bracket. Uh, <laughs> I've been the funny thing is I've been listening to some podcasts and they've been following it. Uh, the the podcasts themselves are basketball fans. I don't. I kind of just tune it out and listen to the background stuff more. <laughs> Not really, you know. <laughs> it's. I did see today though that out of however many brackets there are, it, mm -hmm. after the first round there's only like under 200 left. So like I think right. that's pretty awesome. Like, uh, just the upsets and everything is what everybody pays to see. And I think uh, the Kentucky one last night was pretty bad. I, like I said, I wasn't really following it. I it was on the telly. Sounds like you're kind of following it. <laughs> no, it was on the telly and. Uh, mm hmm. We were listening to it on the background, trying to get links to links to learn to sit down and chase his toys and everything, right? So, it, you know, it, it uh, I don't know. I'll probably be tuning in as the games get a little more heated and a little closer to the finals and stuff. But, like, I, I took in my first March Madness, I think, what was it, last year or the year before? At your, uh, yeah, you watched it with me for about six hours. Yeah, so I put in a good shift that day, so I could probably get another six years out of not not watching basketball. So, yeah, um, it's unfortunate, sad to hear, but uh, I uh, yeah, this weekend you talk about a shift. I probably <laughs> will watch. I'm gonna go home after this podcast, watch it till about one thirty, two o'clock tonight. Watch it for about twelve, thirteen hours tomorrow, and so, so I'll probably have a good, you know full day of uh march madness uh in in my in my head uh this weekend so yeah. i'll put on a shift for you because i i can't get enough of it it sounds uh, good and i'll be here to listen to the podcast about it all all the time okay too. well then, yeah. hey hey I, I gotta get it somehow right? yeah. i don't need you to watch the games just listen to the podcast that's all i yeah. care Rig. um you've been looking at any of the you've been looking at any of the valspire tournament yeah well adam had one in the leaderboard Canadian boy, eh? Canadian. Um, do I think he'll win it? No. Uh, but I uh, see your guy JT had a good – I mean – Two good uh, days. I'm happy it's going in the weekend. It's going to be a crowded leaderboard, and that's all you can ask for. The players were so tough last weekend because of the rain and everything and the delays. I do like seeing them put it in the drink that much at 17. I get a lot of good sensation from that because – yeah. I like how golfers of all people complain about the elements when they play a sport and it's non-physical and they got their meals catered and everything else. Even though, even though I love the sport, as you know, yeah. but um, no, Valspar is a great course. You got JT's up there, Hadwin, uh, Sam Burns, who won it last year. So yeah. should make for a really great, great weekend. Yeah, no, no doubt. I like, I thought it was awesome last weekend that the players, I thought uh, the conditions were unreal, like uh, yeah. <laughs> for it being like that. Like I was reading a lot of the stuff about uh, like JT had a couple of pressers after like he, he hit a, a pitch and wedge, I think uh, 173 yards in the wind, like with the wind pushing it and then hit a five iron or a five wood, like 193. So I don't know. It's, it's just crazy to see like that the wind does play that much of an effect and you know, whatever, but to watch all the mayhem ensue um, on 17 and I just thought it was awesome. Like you don't see very many pros shank balls like that. And um, for a 130 yard shot, 136, 140 yards, whatever it was is a pretty standard shot. I would say for uh, most pros. So 
to to see that many balls end up in the water, I thought was awesome. The last day to see uh, Cam Smith stick it to, uh, yeah, uh, that was insane to take that uh, that line on. Uh, I on know leading, leading the tourney, unreal yeah. stones, like insane. Yeah, I'm looking now. Uh, actually, Matthew Neesmith, American. He's leading. He's on plane 18. He's 10 under today. Just today. Yeah, he's, he's minus 14 for the tournament. Ten, shot 10 under today. Jeez. He's wrapping up 18. My God. Wow. Around. That must be close to a course record. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. That it, I think uh, it's par 62, par 72 or 70. Yeah, I think so. So, uh, yeah, 60 62 is, is a good score. So, yeah, he's 10 under, wrapping up eight. Hadwin, 12 under. Sam Burns, Stallings, 11 under. Your boy JT, 10 under. So, should make for a fun weekend to get Stuart Sink. Shoffley is eight under. Webb Simpson. So, a lot of good golfers uh, at yeah. the top. Um, Your boy Hovland was a favorite. He was the favorite going in. Yeah, I don't even know. I'm looking at the leaderboard. He, didn't, he wasn't real – Johnson's four under Morikawa's there out of it. Um, Nick Taylor, Hovland, where are you? I probably missed him already, but I don't. I don't see him. So he must. He can't be that high up. Oh, he's he's only two under. He might miss the cut. Yes, sir. So yeah, I think the cut was two under when I left because I was watching basketball slash that. I was flipping back and forth, uh, but. Um, no, I mean, this week you got March Madness, which I know you don't watch, but you got that. Golf, afternoon hockey. I mean, it's spring again, training. It's too much, but yeah. I'm going to try to consume it all. And uh, any big plans this weekend? Hang with the pop or any any big plans you got on the hit the sim or? Oh, you just named the whole weekend off. Like, I don't even <laughs> got to, don't even got to chime in. You just named it all. Yeah. No, probably just, uh, Probably just relax at the house, hang out with the pooch and movie nights and, I don't know, just take in the sports and try and find some time to hit the simulators. I'm sure I'll end up down there for two to four or five hours this weekend sometime. So, yeah, I'll, I'll be playing. I'll be swinging the sticks. Right, right. Well, that's, that's good to hear. It's good oh, to yeah. Hear. Well, um, I appreciate you coming on today. Uh uh, I know it's Friday, so I appreciate you taking the time on your Friday night. But um, always great chat with you, and we'll do it again soon. Yep. No, sounds good, Jug. Appreciate it. Take care, buddy. Yep. Later. There's Casey Ward, everybody. Uh, always fun chat with Casey. Uh, he even embraces March Madness and basketball, which I know he doesn't care for. So uh, good, good of him. And I watched a lot of basketball last night. I'm going to watch a lot of it this weekend, but. Uh, Monday is going to be trade deadline special. We're going to start at 4.30. Uh, I'm going to try to get a guest on. Then Matt Wright's going to come on later in the show. It's going to be about a two-and-a-half-hour show Monday. Um, we're going to talk about uh, the March Madness so far, the craziness. I mean, Kentucky loses last night. I mean, so far today, Villanova has moved on. Miami, uh, Florida just beat USC by two points. I mean, you got Richmond at 12 move on last night. Creighton came back from 15 down to win. Ohio State wins today. Michigan, 11. St. Peter's, the 15, beat Kentucky. So lots of craziness. New Mexico, another 12 gets by. So still lots of games tonight. Uh, currently, you got Notre Dame is up on Alabama. 
So we'll see what comes out of that. Yeah, Texas Tech, Romp, Montana State, Duke is on track tonight. So you can bet your bottom dollar. I'll be tracking all of that. We'll Again, trade deadline special Monday, March Madness talk. Um, we're going to get into all of that. And um, I just wanted to close the show by saying congratulations to the women's uh, UNB hockey team for winning their the AUS title last night uh, in game two of their best of three against Santa FX, uh, 4-0 win. And obviously the biggest congrats out of that group goes to the better half of the Warren children, uh, Tally Warren, gets the game-winning goal. Uh, and um, I couldn't be more proud. I plan on watching her next week in Prince Edward Island. But congratulations to the entire team. Lots of hard work and to Tally, um, you know, just congrats. I love you and um, just continue success. So congratulations to that whole team, that program. You guys deserve it. So that's all for this week. Be back Monday, early start, 4.30, trade deadline special, March Madness breakdown. We're going to get to all of it. Hope you guys have a great weekend. This is To The Point.